0: Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.
1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny everything you need to start your trading day. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel and Dennis with you as always. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the bank's We had a very unsurprising few headlines last night they're all or well, most of them are raising their dividend and doing some buybacks we knew that was going to happen right so we're going to talk about how those stocks all traded in the after hour session we're going to talk facebook uh, we'll talk options with nick shaheen from create income with option spreads and sell com when he joins the show at eight thirty-five. in the meantime do us a solid drop us a like if you can hit subscribe to get notified when we go live on this show joel how are we doing? It seems seems like a relatively quiet overnight session. Is, is that a fair assessment? Fair assessment. Uh S&P futures are down 250
2: at 4278. Crude's flat at 7291. Gold's down 1080 at 1770. Silver's down 22 cents at 2603. Bitcoin's up $1,000, let's call it 35,500. And Ethereum is up forty nine dollars and seventy five cents at twenty one
1: seventy five. All right, um, we were just talking before we hopped on here, trying to figure out, you know, plan of action for the show. And I want to start with the banks. I know that Dennis traded the banks yesterday. Uh, we 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 had a feeling. Now this is going to happen, yeah. and the banks are going to come out and increase their dividends and do some buybacks, because on Thursday, if you can remember all the way back to Thursday, Federal Reserve said, you guys all passed our latest round of the stress test. You all guys are all good. Do it. You have our permission to yeah. go ahead and return some money to shareholders and do all that good stuff. So um, we got those headlines yesterday after the close. Uh, all the big banks, except for Citi, uh, came out and announced they're raising their dividends. Some of them are doing buybacks as well. Uh, in chronological order, let me just go from uh, earliest to, uh, to to latest here as far as the headlines are concerned. Morgan Stanley was the first one out. Here's the and Pro News Feed. I'll, no. make I'll make it bigger for yeah, you. I'll make it bigger. All I right. can't see. I'll make it even bigger. There we
3: go. There you go. Uh, Morgan Stanley
1: was out at four thirty. They announced a quarterly dividend raise from thirty-five cents to seventy cents per share, so they doubled their yeah. quarterly divvy. They announced a twelve billion dollars buyback as well. They were followed by J.P. Morgan a few minutes later, raising their dividend from ninety cents to a dollar per share. Bank America up eighteen cents to twenty-one cents. Uh, Goldman Sachs a buck twenty-five to two dollars, and then City. Uh, no change to their dividend. Oh, and then Wells Fargo, $0.10, cents, $0.20, cents, and a buyback of $18 billion. So um, all the major banks raising their dividend except for Citigroup and a couple of buybacks as well. Um, they all traded higher in yesterday's after-hour recession, at least off the bat. Yeah. Um, I know they all came off those highs, yeah. but they were all trading higher. And this just makes me shake my head because we knew this was going to happen.
3: Yeah. Well, it was widely expected. Um, We talked about it on the show. I don't know if we talked about it yesterday morning, but we talked about it on Friday, that it was widely expected that Monday night was going to be the day that they were going to come out. I mean, they said on CNBC, Kramer said it, multiple people said it everywhere, that it was probably going to be Monday night, that they're going to come out with their dividends and their buybacks. So... Um I was long a bunch of these banks just in anticipation of um you know that nothing ever gets seems to get priced in in this market and that was the case here once again. Yep. Um Morgan Stanley came out and I was like oh boy this is going to be really good because I was long basically all of the banks coming in just for overnight trades cuz of uh, cuz expecting this. Uh, Morgan Stanley comes out and kills it, doubles the dividend, puts the big buyback in there. The stock just starts ripping, going up two, three points. All the other bank stocks start ripping on the Morgan Stanley number. Like if you bring up the chart of Wells Fargo and that initial barge, Wells Fargo going up to 4640, Citigroup ripping higher because they're all expecting, oh, Morgan Stanley doubling the dividend. They're all going to double the dividend. So what happens? JP Morgan comes out basically next. STT comes out, but people aren't looking as much as State Street. But the next big one, JP Morgan, and they only raise it by a dime. And I'm like, I'm long JP Morgan at this time. And JP, bring it, maybe go to the JP Morgan chart first. I'm long JP Morgan. Um, It's up a buck because of Morgan Stanley. And I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking, that's not good enough. So I turned around and sold my long after hours at 55.30, I think. So it was up a buck and it turned around in the next two to three minutes and actually went red. So you got what happened is Morgan Stanley comes out first and they're the best one and they set the bar too high for the other ones because everybody was now expecting huge dividend increases. So if you would have had JP Morgan coming out first with the nice little dividend increase, the nice little buyback, instead of Morgan Stanley coming out with the boom, we're doubling the dividend and putting a huge buyback in, expectations could have been lower. But the best one came out first and then expectations started to obviously come higher for all the other banks that couldn't meet those higher immediate expectations, and a lot of those banks ended up actually turning to the red. J.P. Morgan went red. Bank America gave it all back. It has went red. Citigroup didn't do anything. They said they're intending to do stuff, but they didn't do anything imminently, so they went red. Goldman Sachs was really good, so Goldman Sachs actually um uh, increased substantially too, so that's why they're trading higher, but disappointing um, for, for me because I was long some of these banks. And I turned around, I was holding, I'm hoping there's going to be big double dividends. And I was like, no. So I ended up t- obviously turning around and selling most of my other banks just after the JP Morgan report, because you could see they just all started leaking. So thought it was going to be a really big night for being long bank stocks. It was okay. Um, but, but the Morgan Stanley was really the main mover. So I wish Morgan Stanley wouldn't have reported first because I think these banks would have performed better if Morgan Stanley wouldn't set the bar so high. I, Go, Joe. <laughs> I was just going to say the JP Morgan,
2: uh, you know, they've been pretty conservative. Uh, Jamie Dimon's been conservative as far as, you know, what they're doing with their cash, looking farther on down the line. So I think that that doesn't come as much a surprise. They didn't do much because he's been, you know, taught, you know, doing the cash hoarded stuff. Uh, but, um, yeah, it looks like just the big banks that Goldman and Morgan are the ones that are that are having the nice gains, nice pops, but they they both have pulled back.
3: Yeah, it's all just on those expectations. It came right down to you're raising your dividend by 10 cents, not good enough. You're raising your dividend by 75% in the case of Goldman Sachs or 100% in the case of Morgan Stanley, way good enough. Wells Fargo came out almost last out of the big ones. And it was solid. They doubled the dividend, but from $0.10 cents to $0.20. Cents. And people were like, ah, oh, it's still only a $0.20 cent dividend, so the quarterly dividend. So they didn't really see that that great. Huge buyback, too. It actually did pop up. But again, Morgan Stanley, you upset the bar too high. Would have been an awesome night for the banks. And Morgan Stanley killed it. Morgan Stanley having a great morning, and they're holding on because they did more than anybody else. So doubling dividend, huge buyback. So it's up 3%, which is deserved. Like I said, I wish the other ones would have. Uh, I wish it wouldn't have came out in that order.
2: I, it's I kind of it's kind of going to court, you know, like earnings expect, you know, expectations. Uh, it is. is all just baked in. Uh, Fifteen minutes or so, you know, Expectations said high, bar high, bar really high, and then not being able to to clear it.
3: Everything is all about expectations. The entire market, really, when you get a fundamental event, it's all about expectations. And because what Spencer was saying, we actually were expecting, it wasn't unexpected that this news came out last night. The market was expecting that there was going to be, you know, the banks were holding up fairly well yesterday, despite the TLT ripping higher. We know there's an inverse correlation between the TLT and the banks. And the TLT was way up, which normally means the banks would be way down. But some of the banks were actually holding on to green, and a lot of them weren't down that much. Most of them were down, but they weren't down that much. And that probably is because there are people expecting the dividends and buybacks. And you get those expectations coming in. Morgan Stanley beating what the expectations were, because I don't think anybody's expecting them to double their dividend. Um, But then the next one's coming out and 10 cents, State Street adding 10 cents. And it's like, okay, well, that's just not good enough. Not good enough after Morgan Stanley what they did. So, I mean, that's what this market is all about. It's not about the bottom line. It's about the expectations on the bottom line or it's about the expectations into the event and do they beat the expectations. But those bars can change very quickly. And when you have the Morgan Stanley one, boom, it's like, that's why I sold my JP Morgan up a buck. And I I actually, I wish I would have turned around and went short, I didn't do that. But i sold out my long because i'm like looking at that 10 cent raise i'm like oh, well, that's not going to be good enough and it and 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 it hung up there like i was two three minutes ahead of that trade but then they started to catch on it's like oh, no, i don't even feel it and then they started hitting it down and actually went red so jp morgan has come back and gone green slightly here this morning uh tlt is red that's a little bit to do with it but for the most part uh it was actually slightly disappointing though i, I would say besides the morgan stanley I was disappointed in you know the uh, the price the action. yeah the, the price, price action out. off of relatively good news
1: but you talk about expectations uh, let's just be a lesson that even if even if a headline is you think a headlines known ahead of time it does not mean that Marty won't react I mean Citigroup didn't even do anything last night and yet they traded they they popped on initially they popped they popped on the Morgan Stanley right so you had a shot. If you were listening to the show Thursday or Friday or yesterday, you, you you heard about this. You had a shot in every single bank, even the one that didn't end up doing anything. I know that the city is lower this morning, um, and I think Wells is as well, or Wells is flat. Um, but you had a shot in all of them. Even if you think, oh, the market already knows about this, Yeah, not always the case.
3: No, it, it, I told you, this is a simplistic market. The price is in nothing. We've been talking about that for a while, too. And it, and it really is. Like, you think, oh, yeah, the market knows about this. It's all priced in. And we did know about it. I mean, it was widely it was widely expected. Like, we didn't know for sure, but it was widely expected they were going to do something else. last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was said in multiple media sources. We said it as well. You know, we we all had the feeling it was going to be Monday night. um And, you know, it was. And they came out with capital raises. And like I said, you know, I, was, I don't remember which, if I was saying this on this show or not, but somebody was saying, why wouldn't they come out Friday night and do it? companies don't come out with good news unexpectedly Never. on a friday nights. Never. They come up with bad news on friday nights. Why is that? Because the traders are all gone home. So if you want to drop, you know, a crappy news headline, friday night is when you do it. You want to drop an awesome good headline, monday night is when you do it because the traders are fresh from the weekend, they're staying late, they're just getting, you know, started their week. You know, and that's when they drop the good news. So good, unexpected good news comes out on Monday nights. Unexpected bad news comes out on Friday nights. So it was very unlikely that they were going to come on on Friday night and do it. That's why we all Monday pegged. So, but yep. you know, it, it, there is some good pops. And here, Morgan Stanley. One thing to consider is that they actually ran up into the event too. I know yesterday they were down a little bit into it again because of the TLT. But Wells Fargo was forty one dollars a week ago. And it got up to 46, you know, 46.65 on the move. I mean, that's a big move now that as a nice dividend increase, it's a nice buyback. But today's a very important day. These stocks need to hold on to these gains. You don't want to see Wells Fargo stirring around and start going red because what do I have to look forward to? Yes, bank earnings are coming. So maybe you do have something to look forward to in two weeks. But this market always wants something to look forward to. They were looking forward to these stress tests because they knew they were going to beat them. And they were looking forward to some dividend increases and buybacks. We have a lot of that information out there now. The market always wants something to look forward to. That's the catalyst to drive things higher. Without that catalyst now for the next couple of weeks before bank earnings, you know what's going to be the driver here, so I'm somewhat concerned. I've sold all of my bank stocks here, um, besides a couple that I have in the long term account, all you know, all the short term trades, though. Um, I've sold for now. All right, let's talk about this rotation
1: that we had yesterday some wicked, wicked rotation into tech, out of energy, out of the well, the banks we just talked about for, for 15 minutes. But, but I mean, what do you make of that, guys?
3: Same thing. We just continue to go to what has worked. Um, You know, you could say, oh, we got a few worries here. There were some airstrikes. We got a few other worries. Obviously, we got some variants with COVID. You know, that's not great news. We can see the UK cases climbing a little bit there. So it's in the back of everybody's mind a little bit that are we really past COVID. But what works in both environments? Tech. So money managers are looking, well, I'm not so confident in the reopening trade right now. We can see that in the price action. I mean, we have been hit really, really hard on a lot of the reopening stocks. American Airlines breaking down yesterday. We talked about it, that it was down here for too long. I was going to buy it um, after day two because I thought it was putting that nice little double bottom. But once it put four or five lows in the same area, it almost always takes out those lows. It did it yesterday. The reopening trade, Carnival Cruise Lines, RCL hammered yesterday so the real carnival had a, has been it, put on had pause.
2: offering carnival had an offering too
3: yeah but rcl didn't joel and rcl is no. down five bucks right so no, i no. mean this is just even the cruise lines they had a couple cases again you know there's a couple yeah. crew members and then there's a couple kids that had COVID. it's going to be a hard thing to control and that's what the market's starting to see is that this reopening trade which we had priced in for awesomeness isn't looking like it's going to be as awesome as we might thought it was so i think going back to spencer's original question is this market is going to what it knows works in both environments and that's tech and tech continues to make new all-time highs clear rotation yesterday obviously out of the cyclicals out of the value trade out of the reopening trade and straight into tech yeah holy you guys are quiet today i'm doing all the talking that's normal but Dennis Trent says you talk like you're arguing with someone. No,
1: that's just how Dennis talks. That's how I talk. I'm loud. Uh I know, Joel. Do you have any thoughts on, on any
2: of that? Uh, we I noted it a couple weeks ago that these reopening trades were coming off and that you know kind of looked like a buy-the-dip opportunity. I think uh, one important thing to take a note from the American Airlines is, you know, they let you buy it down there at 22, right, that many times. And then you settled, you know, and then when you started settling in the lower quadrant, also you had some bad Boeing news yesterday, you know, when they – it makes a difference whether they hit the area, then they bounce thirty, forty, fifty cents, or then they only bounce fifteen cents, or they bounce twenty cents. So, that was the uh, the scenario with uh, with American Airlines yesterday. Um, I know United's making a bunch of moves now, buying a bunch of planes, and boy, oh boy, I would look at it on the monthlies. Um, lot of resistance in these things i i hope that uh uh, united knows what what they just bought like 254 planes or something and they're redoing all their uh all the other planes they're spending a lot of money and they already have a lot of debt so of the airlines i think ual is the one I'd, i'd probably stay the farthest away from
1: yeah that was they were just having the largest order in their history uh this morning i think 270 uh aircrafts
3: from from Boeing and Airbus nice snapback rally but a lot of bag holders caught in this thing so and let's see what it can do it yesterday's high 245 uh
1: okay uh let's go to there's a few other things I wanted to get to but I, I do want to do a better job of getting to more stuff from the chat today so I'm keeping a closer eye on that um Justin just asked and uh it's related to what we're talking about so speaking of tech what are your thoughts on
3: Micron well, has earnings. So um, typically, we do see a run-up into the earnings report. That has been working very well. Um, you got 85 huge resistance, and now expectations are slightly higher because we were 76 bucks on this stock, one, two, three, four, five, six trading sessions ago. Now we're 83 and a half. So the run-up, the earnings run-up has happened. That has raised yes. expectations. They better beat it, and they better beat it big time because if they don't, they'll give it back in a hurry. Micron reporting Wednesday night. Yes.
2: Late to respond to in the tech rally for some reason. A lot of these uh, the other stocks had already left and made their low. That just made a new low for the move uh, last week and turned up. So, uh, getting a lot of room on the upside here if they can beat it. Just uh, it took a while to turn, trading only up 11 cents here in the pre market.
1: Yeah, speaking of earnings, it is a really quiet earnings very week. quiet. I know right? We had a couple. Uh, earnings reports, but I don't think anything that that
3: anyone really follows too closely. Micron, or, or, or Walgreens, widely traded, ST Zebra, Triple BY reports Wednesday. This B-Y. is one of the slowest earnings week. This coffee for the storm. We're gonna you know end the quarter this week. We're gonna have bank earnings. Not I don't think next week. I think it's the week after, weeks. isn't it? Yeah, it's the week of the fourteenth. Yeah, so you're two weeks. You're two weeks yeah. out from the start of earnings season. We're gonna have a lull. So this is just seasonality at its best. You're going to go in a holiday trade after we get by the end of the end of the quarter, which is always a big event. That's going to be tomorrow night. Then you're going to have a week and a half of quietness because it's going to be holiday trade. Um, there's not a lot of catalysts. Uh, obviously, you know there can always be unexpected events, but what's scheduled is really not much. And then obviously, you know, you have um, well, you have the jobs report, which will help a bit, but um, this job the, the jobs report this week. Yeah. So after this week, I mean, you get the end of the quarter and you get the Friday, you know, next week's going to be very quiet. So I, this I week... wouldn't be buying, you know, my options. I'd be actually selling options into the next week and a half. I think volatility will come in. Uh, at least until we get to that next earnings print. I mean, we're off on Monday, so even with the
1: jobs number, I would presume that the rest of this week, Friday especially, is going to be quiet. I know we have a number, but uh, you know, it's going to be a four day weekend for some people. So I think uh, it will be really quiet this weekend, and next year, right? Well, let's, let's talk about Facebook here. Joel and I discussed this at the closing show yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the news uh, I think broke while we were on Joel, um, or just before, uh, just before you came on. Uh, Big win for Big Tech, big win for Facebook. Um, The FTC has a month to refile their case. But for the moment, uh, a court has ruled that uh, the case, the antitrust case against Facebook was just too damn broad. Not specific enough um, as it pertains to Facebook's acquisitions of uh, Instagram and WhatsApp. So um, for the moment, uh, win for Facebook.
3: Big win for Facebook, big win for probably all big tech. Um, But this is a huge breakout here for Facebook. New all-time highs. It was quiet. It got the headline it wanted to get. And boom, you have another trillion-dollar company here. Tim with Call, Tim Quast on Monday saying, we're very close to the five points we needed. I think he said it was 345 maybe is what the number was that made it the one trillion-dollar company. But we have the fifth one that joins the club, I believe, here now in the trillionaire club uh zuckerberg obviously now 356 trading up here again it's a clear breakout breakouts have not been working great in this market that's one thing to consider um i don't know if i'm chasing up 15 points but maybe there's a little back and fill in. give you a shot i don't want to be short any stock that's making all-time highs either though
2: not giving much back not much at all uh trading up 61 cents at 356 and a quarter so uh trading up follow through even after that big day yesterday
1: uh, all right, let's go back to the chat. Wild Roy um, dropped us a uh, couple bucks, asked for our thoughts on body, body The SPAC conversion happened yesterday, so I don't yes. know. If, I don't know. These SPACs are weird. I don't know if your chart will go back before yesterday, Joel, or, or if, it, uh, if, if it'll if it only uh, stop or start at yesterday or if it'll go back to when it was the SPAC. Looks like it, it goes back a little ways, which is good, because my chart doesn't go back before yesterday. Um, but new ticker, B-O-D-Y, um, previous ticker frx uh we've talked about this on our channel on other shows um it's it's the beach body company you know we've had uh we had the ceo on spax attack uh, a while ago um you know outdoor or not not necessarily outdoor but uh in individual fitness i think is is is, is the play here No, father, you have thoughts on on that show. i
3: is like that tony horton guy yeah Does he still work for beach body uh do we yeah, know yeah doesn't is he mean, still involved in beach body that was p90x obviously back in the day but um there's a nice run here for a SPAC you typically don't see these SPACs respond this well to it, when did they actually change the symbol was it was like yesterday or the day before yeah you don't usually see them respond this well to it. Mitch do they th- some of the SPAC conversions they've been pretty quiet on why is this one popping more is Mitch still there
4: it's a new pattern man you got to stick with the SPACs attack we talk about this
3: okay well what's the next one
4: all right, so right now I got you. So the new pattern. I got one, you. When, <laughs> this pattern right went. now?
3: F-C-A-C. F-C-A-C. Don't, FCAC. Don't worry about it. Put me on. Put it. Write it down. When is this one gonna go? Write to it change down. Symbols. Whoa, F-C-A-C. Whoa. FCAC. Look when at that. This one gonna look change Daily. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, but they all look like this. All the spacs no. just hug ten bucks. Yeah. They, they, like and, the ones and, and, that and haven't converted over. Like we know the Fiskers and stuff and space. Those aren't really spacs anymore. But the ones that are still like. They they're post announcement, but they're still spacs. Yeah. They just sit here and they hug ten dollars forever. I had a bunch of them. I'm like, I'm just sick of my money doing nothing. And I sold a lot of them. If we're gonna start to get some love in these things, I'll get interested in it again. So when does this FCAC? Well, who first? Who are these? Who are they becoming? I don't even know that. FCAC and then secondly, when do they convert?
4: Converts uh, today would be the vote, and okay. it's going to be to share care. Um, what is share care? It's like a health health stock. Okay. Um, I have this at guess what? Ten dollars exactly
3: out well, of ten dollars. But uh Boom. But you're you're buying these just in anticipation of the deal announcement, like the the vote, the good vote, and then getting exactly the pop
4: on that. That. I got I got the first pop in FRX that changed over to body. And yeah. then I I was able to sell into that first pop, then it came back to ten. Probably yeah. should have rebought it and then just sold it into this move, but Hey, missed out on this one. But it's definitely a pattern. We're definitely seeing uh, the leader to this pattern was SoFi. Yeah.
1: Is that who was the that leader? Was, that SoFi? was the first
4: one to make the move okay. that started changing this kind
1: of pattern. SoFi is also giving love. SoFi is also doing some uh, Wall Street bets things here this morning or the past couple of days. Yeah, Wall Street bets so... have been giving it love. Yeah, which is great for me,
3: but I'm still underwater. Uh, Net- Mitch, where do we get this list of like who is going to, is there a spot in the pro or is there a spot somewhere that tells you whose, you know, votes are coming up? Is there a list to chat too? You can help me with that I'll as tell well. tell you what,
4: want... there's nothing better. Tune in today. The SPACs attack. We got the July calendar. We're going to be going through every single SPAC that has a vote date in July. So tune in today. 11 That's going to be that show. Uh, exactly
1: that. I, I, I know. Okay. One, I know one that's on that list is CCIV. Is it has their vote uh, Ding, up. ding, 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 ding. It's ding. a harder one. You got a winner.
3: Yeah, but it's a harder one because it's not ten, so you don't have the floor. <laughs> so I love the ten floor because I can see where my risk. You know, obviously once they go post and they merge, they get to take out the ten floor. But it seems like they still kind of got this ten floor. I mean, even Fisker when it was coming all the way down, where did bottom ten? I mean, the ten number is just such a huge number for all anything that was back. Or you know, it is still spec. Ten is just huge. This is twenty-seven, so you don't have that ten floor to lean on. You have market risk in this thing. Market rolls over. They decide it could start to roll over too. But I like those ten setups because I feel like I kind of got a floor. Don't you think the same, Mitch? Like protects you a little bit more. Not hey, that anything uh, is a full a I mean, solid floor, but ten percent. It's not. It's not giving back. Not like, 10%, I'll just be honest. ten percent. Ten dollars. Not ten percent. Yeah, bucks. no,
4: but be, I'll be honest. These move haven't been like, let's say, you know, just be real. It's not like a 40% move. It's usually like a dollar or two pop on this. Yeah. So yeah. you're talking 10%, 20% move from that $10. Like but that's not a bad gain. I'll take it
3: when I'll I can get it. it. I, I, and people are asking that question. What's your average percentage you make on a trade? I have absolutely no idea that answer to that question. Um, but I know in my scalping account, it's a hell of a lot less than 10%. I'll tell you that <laughs> 10% trades are good trades. So my scalping account, it's fractions of a percent, but you know, obviously that's a different, you know, account in my swing trading account. I usually try to, you know, risk two, 3% trying to go for five, six, 7%, you know, like in the case of Alibaba, you know, I got a 7% winner. I was risking about 2%. So I try to do that three to one, but I love, you know, when I, you know, little 10% gainers. So if, some of these, this calendar. I'm going to listen in here. There's one Mitch.
4: more that you guys can look that just did this pattern. E L M S. This is Electric Last Mile Solutions. Oh man, just switched over on the 24th. Also with F R X, had their vote date the same day. Yeah, and look at that uh, chart. E L M S.
3: SPACs are back. Some of these spacks are back. It's just a pattern. Couple. We, a pattern. That's all trading is, Mitch. Mitch. Ding 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 ding. Awesome. It's just a pattern that you could write that down, write that down, because you know what? That's all that matters in trading is the patterns, pattern recognition. Basically, what I do for a living and why I'm fairly consistent is that I recognize patterns. You bring us a pattern on the show, I'll take note of it. I start to see that pattern, too. I'll implement it. So, I mean, this is what good traders do, always changing on the fly, new patterns, You know, like some hold true for so long. Like I always talk about the TLT um, versus the banks, the inverse correlation there. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. You know, is it always related? When I was in school, they taught me that higher interest rates, you know, they taught the exact opposite. The higher interest rates were bad for banks, but that was a completely different environment because interest rates were 10% back then. So, you know, and now they, they teach you the exact opposite. So, I mean, things change over time, but pattern recognition is everything in trading. Identify the pattern. You can make some money. Not, not You're not just talking, you're talking
2: like the news flow. You're you not so much. Intent- and everything if, in
3: life, Jewel. Life right. is a pattern. Patterns. Like that's what I say. I, my wife, you know, are uh, people asking you what I do? I specialize in pattern <laughs> recognition. And, and I do it, you know, through life even, you know, different things. I look for patterns, you know. That's what, you know, it's my skill set really. You know, I'm, I'm I'm not skilled in a lot of different things, but I'm fairly skilled in pattern recognition. And I think that is the character trait of good traders. You're always scrambling around and just listening to somebody else or taking a hot stock tip from somebody else. You're always the follower. You're always going to be late to the party. You're going to be the one that's probably going, you know, and, and sometimes it works, you know, oh, give me the hot stock tip. You know, that's what everybody wants. Literally 95%, 19 out of 20 people that contact me like reach out to me. What do you think of the stock? Or what? What's your stock pick? They want the hot stock tip, but that's not what it's about. Mitch is giving you so much more information here. Patterns. He's not telling you this stock. You know, yeah, he says okay, this one's coming up, but he's giving you a pattern. Patterns are money. That's what's money, not a stock tip. You know, going and following you know whoever on social media because they're going to give you the next hot stock tip. You know that that will work in the short term sometimes if somebody gets really hot. In the long term, nobody stays hot forever. So but if you can identify those patterns and get that right and get that skill set to identify patterns before the broad market identifies them, you make some money. But I, uh, like
2: one thing I like to, to say around here we joke about a lot is like the uh, Allen Iverson, you know, that quote about practice. Like, what do you need practice for? Well, I, I got a new one. I'm going to say pattern. That's what I'm going to say now. Instead of the uh, Alan Iverson practice, I'm going to say pattern. Yeah. What is the pattern? But uh, that's funny. That's I uh, mean, all your good, good technicians correlations are the
3: same. They're just doing patterns on charts. I do some patterns on charts, too, and not head and shoulders and stuff. They're just looking at, you know, what has been working. You know, Gil Morales is the absolute best at it because he recognizes when different types of patterns are working. And he's always ahead of it, you know, like we, we were, you know we're talking he's talked last year and a half breakouts haven't been working he's recognized that pattern people are going textbook oh textbook breakout i'll go buy it and then they lose money and they're like why am i losing money because that's not the pattern that's working right now you know that's and and i'm not just talking start stock patterns you know what mitch is giving you is not anything to do with the chart what mitch is giving you is that he's noticed a pattern that they're starting to buy these things ahead of the vote because of anticipation there's an event
4: So this rank can be worth it, guys. Smash that like if you guys enjoy us giving patterns. And this is what this show really is all about on pre-market prep. Education, learning process, and learning from the pros. I mean, you guys got Dennis Dick here, Joel Alconin, with such experience in different types of market. That's what I always love and learn from these guys every single day.
3: I can't wait for the next bear market because that's where my experience (laughs) really pays off. Um, You know, because That's everybody we, uh, makes money. Everybody makes money in a bull market. Everybody. No, yeah.
2: No one, this no, wealth no one cared created. about us. Bubble's uh, getting
3: bigger. Wealth created. Everybody's no one, a winner in a bull market. It's true. No, no I looked at my long-term portfolio. I'm not even that good at stocks. But, you know, that, like 97 out of 100 stocks were up in my long-term portfolio back in January. They came in because some of the growth stocks got hit. But that wasn't because I'm a genius investor. It's because we were in a wicked bull market. You know, everything's at highs. But now you're starting to see different, you know, reopening trades, getting hit, you know, there's separation happening, there's different patterns happening and identifying those patterns and getting ahead of it. We're not always ahead of it. Sometimes we're behind it, you know, and then you got to correct and you got to take, you know, you got to take your losses and you move on. It's I was wrong about that idea. Let's move on on that idea. You know, I was loaded up with spacs in January, Mitch. We talked about it. You know, everything was working spac. I buy these things ahead of the pre ahead of the deal announcements. You know, and then they weren't getting the pops on them. And I was like, okay, the patterns change. Once the patterns change, you identify it and you trade differently if the patterns change. But that's what trading is all about. It's all about patterns.
1: I, I can't speak for the rest of you, but I I am a genius investor. So
3: <laughs>
2: I mean, you're Elgols <laughs> too. To the world. <laughs> <laughs> your algos, too, I mean, a lot of them are, are just pattern wrecking, you know, just to the end. But they're they're executing on, on milliseconds and looking yeah. at really short-term patterns. So, that's, you know, they're in, they're out. They're in, they're out. So, it's, yeah. uh, it's a good point. Gold, uh, I don't know what's happening to gold here, but it's down 15 bucks, bearing down on the low of the move. Yeah. So, keep an eye on your gold stocks if you're long them.
3: All right this one brings, thing just one more thing Lon Pro says we've beaten this to death stop, stop talking patterns but what was it it was a Lee Coca that says tell them what you're gonna tell them tell them and then tell them what you told them people don't remember Lee Coca you gotta wait. pound it into people's heads I don't know you can know say one. something once but you say it three four times and then people are like okay I get it you know but that's the way you know I you know I've taught universe we I'm not, I'm not a lecturer but I think people get it better. When you tell them again and again and again. And sometimes some of the things we repeat on the show, why do we repeat it? Because it works. We repeat what is working. You know, we change our ideas and we change our patterns. And when Mitch brings us a new pattern like this, we take note of it and we make sure we take note of it because I can say, oh yeah, I like the stock chart of this one, you know, and I think this one might go. But you know what? It's 50-50, really. It could go up, it could go down. Maybe they come out. Maybe the Fed says something bad. There's all kinds of different, you know, things that can happen. But, you know, those patterns, man, they make money. So if I, I see a good educational tip, I'll repeat it multiple times. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. But that's, you know, how we operate here. We're trying to educate traders. And I think it's important when we get a good educational tip that we repeat it multiple times. Um, that, that quote you just
1: quoted. Uh... Who was that? I actually, it appears that it's unknown who actually said that. Oh, okay. So maybe just want I gave points. credit to somebody, but we don't. Know. Maybe I created that. <laughs> you didn't. You did not create that. Well, Let's bring on another pro here, Nick Shaheen, um, who uh, runs Benzinga's option newsletter. He runs uh, Create Income with Option Spreads, uh, sellspreads.com. dot And uh, I got, I, I got to say, Nick, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in, in you this morning. Um,
0: oh no! Yeah. Well, that yeah. was. Yeah okay, I because, know what you're gonna say. Because I saw you
1: on Saturday <laughs> at the boot camp with your camera on, and I expected
3: the camera to be on
0: today, and it's not. It's like dark o'clock over here, man. It's it's just a different world in the morning. We're the have...
3: longest days of the year. It's dark there still. Do you guys have lights the in snow, California. The sun's coming up here at 5 a.m.
0: <laughs> we do have lights in California. Are you
3: in Lower Uncton?
0: <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> nobody that's knows that's what married with children lower uncton there was always a dark cloud over lower uncton no, Peggy you're dating
0: yourself ayakoka married, <laughs> you married with children
3: <laughs> somebody know lower uncton in the chat somebody so by the way that, that
0: quote is not a quote if you take any effective speaking class that's the the curriculum yeah. right there okay. i think
3: it works don't you yeah, think it uh, works? that's
0: that's the method to deliver a message if you're writing an article if you're doing a presentation that's what you do you present it, you present it, and then you close with it, and open another subject at the end. Anyway, t- speaking of patterns, I love this discussion, but you need to. Dis- the- I think what you're talking about patterns is rinse and repeat type of a deal versus yeah. an actual technical pattern on the chart. So, like for example, you mentioned gold falling. You don't know why. I bet you, if you look at the dollar, you'd see it popping. So there's the pattern where one thing pops, the other thing Delicious. responds. Right. So um, I do like that because that's what should drive every trader's decision. Uh, Find a pattern. Um, I shorted banks based on that because they were chasing yields and I saw the topping yields. So I shorted banks, Goldman Sachs three times and Bank of America one time. I will short the Goldman Sachs pop today as well uh, because it's a, you know, we all expected them to give back financial engineering and we'll see where it goes. So I will short it, but when I short something, I sell a call spread at a certain level that I think is going to be resistance, and I wait, see if it works out. So it's not like I go crazy and short the stock outright. That is not what I do. Uh, As far as the 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 50-50, you mentioned the thing of 50-50. Well, if you use options, you can skew that in your favor. You can choose your odds. That's why I do options, because I want edge. Whatever that edge for you is, Instead of being the 50/50, you can go to a, a level where you marry some technical know-how with uh, a thesis that you have on the stock itself, and you set a trade based on a delta that gives you an, an, an edge, literally, mathematically.
3: We like edges, so yeah, set us up something. Maybe you know, on a bank stock, if you're if you're looking bearish on some of the banks, maybe mm. set us up a trade here if you
0: want. Okay, so on 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 Goldman. Over the overnight high spike last night, I checked. It was like 377 or 76 something. Right. So mark that and see how today it behaves against that. And then I would set a trade that's a credit call spread, a bear call spread, where it's a finite amount of money at risk and a predetermined amount I could make. So I will know the percentage right away if I'm successful. Um, And I will sell it for a certain period of time that fits my schedule and see how the price behaves against it. And then I track the odds of success of that and see how it changes from the time I opened it to decide whether I want to stay in it or not. So I enter it, I set my action plan, and I act accordingly. That's what I did last time, and it worked out two, three times. But last time it was a little more complicated because I also had naked puts on it, and then I sold put diagonals on my naked puts. So it was a very convoluted, very profitable trade. But the easy way, you fight with the spike and you see if you can win and you manage your odds. You don't just sit there and hope it works out. First of all, your maximum loss is predetermined, so you're okay with it. And then you track the performance as as it goes along the way. That's the good thing about options is because you mathematically have a representation of your odds. So it's an easy decision. If you do it willy-nilly, it's an easy way to lose money. Uh, if you... Um, set a process, then you can be diligent about it and and be successful in the long term. So that would be on Goldman Sachs. And the reason why I mention it, it's not that it's a crappy company or anything like that. I'm just picking at the stock price action.
3: Yeah, that's you're looking it, that's at it. after how often do you incorporate the after hours price action into your trading? Because when you look Always. at an intraday chart, you don't yeah. see that. But you know, right. if you go in the after hours, we yeah. we use it. That's why we created me and Joel created pre-market prep because it was so much information yeah. from the pre-market that people weren't using.
0: And then you're providing a service because I don't I, I don't know how people do it without it. I mean, you're just blind to a whole bunch of hours. I mean, uh, if you want the most information, why would you t- turn it off? I have it on on everything. And for that, I, you know, if your platform doesn't provide it really accurately after hours, like TradingView is not really good at that. So I use Thinkorswim and I make sure that everything is continuous. The ES, like if you just track the SPX, you miss a whole world. (laughs) You need to to track the futures contract to see what the heck happens overnight. Like last night, look at the action last night. Ping pong between 4280, well, the highs and the 4275. So my plan for today for the market, you have the four. If you have a few bogeys, the biggest one is forty two sixty four on the ES, uh, the futures contract, the e minis. So write that down, and then you have another node, the 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 POC from yet. So the point of contr- the busiest point yesterday for the S M P is somewhere around forty two seventy three. So, plus or minus a dollar, that whole area is pretty important today. 42.77 is the developing POC right now. So, that's the busiest thing in, overnight. So, you have to note that. So, there, I just gave you four levels to guide the trading for today as the quote, the market. And then, hey, you-
2: Dennis, uh, I'd say um, a buddy of mine pointed out the SPOOs are going to, you know, how they usually close from 415 to 430. Yeah. Uh, they're going to start trading that. That's going to, when does that t- happen? I didn't. He told. He texted me, and I didn't look up the date. But uh, hmm. it, it makes sense, right? Because, well, because they
3: close it. They close. They're closing it twice now. I don't get that. They so don't they're closing no. it from four fifteen. They used to close from four fifteen to four thirty, but now they close it. We know from five to six.
2: Well, because that they've always closed it five to six because that ends the day. That ends the clearing day. They used to close it from four, or they still are doing it. But I think it was just clearing, you know, for clearing reasons. You know, they got everything, you know, the margin. But now they're like, hey, why give spy that, you know, that 15 minutes of uh, of volume? And it's the same clearing day. Even if you do a trade up to 5 p.m., like if you do a trade up to five PM today, it's still going to clear for six twenty. You know, mm-hmm. it's still going to clear from today. So I don't know. I mean, I know you don't. Uh, just just to let you know, it's not going to be any really any more competition. It will, you know. And I know the spot. You know, the spiders are are tight. But uh, just keep an eye on that because sometimes the futures move ahead of it. So yeah. I'll I'll get the official date for you. Uh, but that that's going to be starting or trading it, for it, us you,
0: next.
2: It, so, it makes sense.
0: I'm I'm looking. You mentioned gold. Now I'm looking at gold while you guys were chatting up the the mechanics of that thing. So, wow, pretty important day. Look at April 29th and what kind of pattern that draws. So, is this a bottom for another rally back up in gold, or is this going to 156? 158 156 so
3: you On look the at that low low from the 29th at 164 right. 47 like well the it's not only
0: and... that it's, it's not only from the 29th it's it's repeated recently uh june 18th
3: yeah true we cut so through it again
0: they are fighting for that neckline yeah. the assumption is it will hold until it fails but if it fails you can chase it down that's a massive head and shoulders yeah um, it might have one breather at 162 but uh, if you're long gold, you might want to consider stopping out if they lose that 18th um, low because the downside, you, you, don't, you don't want to find out where it is. I mean, it could be just shallow, but what if it isn't? Then you're stuck. So we- if you're trading gold… The decision is to bail and rebuy it later
3: we had this massive commodity inflation in the first part of the year that gold just really did not participate in, not like the other commodities and now commodities are imploding and gold is participating in that I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's it's you know like it should have been the environment if you're going to inflate every single commodity which we really were oil and lumber and food and you know it was just so many commodities that were inflating and gold went up a little bit in April and May, but it wasn't like a, 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 a somebody. Killer somebody
0: should somebody should drop it on Reddit and say Psst, gold is like silver. Psst, let's go! <laughs> like <laughs> the SLV stock for some reason caught wind one time on on Reddit. I think it right? has. Yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> one time. I know. I know. I was praying for that. That was crazy.
3: That. crazy. Yeah, because
0: yeah. yeah. I was
2: like, no. and I'm
3: like this is they were this fighting craziest move ever.
0: Yeah. So talk about you know a a, a conflict between. The, uh, the Reddit effect and actual tie between gold and silver. I mean, there's no reason why silver would shoot through the moon unless they found some new use for it. And then yeah. uh, gold goes the other way. That was bizarre.
3: How much uh, so- is the Reddit effect, just that pattern recognition by the algos that they see, oh, something gets, you know, starting to get to the top of talked about Reddit. On Reddit, and then the algos, which is, you know, obviously not even Reddit traders, probably, but, you know, the quantitative, you know, pattern recognition (laughs) algos are all over to drive it, you know, is it not just like, I kind of see Reddit as like starting the fire, you know, start just, you know, sparking it up, you know, running the sticks uh... together, get the spark, and then the algos take over and really blast it off.
0: You know, In the end, the Wall Street folks are going to win. They make the rules. Um, I don't know if Reddit is winning. Some, whoever is running the Reddit rooms is definitely winning because they preset their positions and then they go tell the masses and the masses go do the fighting for them. That's what I'm imagining is going on in there. Yeah. But I, at some point, somebody should determine this is illegal in my experience, is it not? You can't uh, it, sit it, in the boiler room and dictate price action.
3: It, well, um, some of it, you know, and I don't know how they stop free speech, but you know, you know, this is, you know, like with the definition when you're looking, you know, at what pump and dumps. But scams it's not free are.
0: speech. If I go in front of you and I give you a tip, an inside tip on something that's going to happen on a stock, and we act on it and we profit
3: from it, isn't that illegal? Well, I don't know if they have inside tips though, but they do well, have they, opinions. They
0: are saying, they're telling everybody, we are going to massively buy this thing at certain period of time.
3: That's that's <laughs> called collusion, and that's illegal. <laughs> collusion. <we deal> legal. <laughs> oh, Collu- that's collusion. 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 That's more collusion, than uh, that it's is a illegal. That's collusion. But I don't that know is, where it stops. Where does yeah. freedom speech? The starts?
0: SEC needs to like change up its rules because now we have influencers uh, that go yeah. and can profit from their own words immediately. Like yeah. um, it, that is not fair.
3: But I mean, the argument's been, you know, in the past that we've obviously seen, you know, influencers, even like Andrew Left a Citron, yeah. you know, like he would put on a short position, come out with a short so, report, so and so then the stock tanks. So that's what so they say. That's what Reddit's arguing is what's different. So
0: th- not what I'm saying. Andrew Left shouldn't be allowed to do what he's doing. I, For example, I use I'll, I'll, I'll use I'll um, use CNBC because everybody watches CNBC. Um, why is Kramer restricted and the fast money folks not?
3: That's a good point too, because Kramer he's not allowed
0: stocks. to trade, but yeah. they trade willy nilly and they talk their points all the time. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I don't get it. That's That doesn't make sense.
3: It, it's, it's a tricky, it's a very fine line between just giving your market opinions. And obviously if you're, you know, you come on, you know, and you like a setup, Nick, you're going to talk yep. your setups as well. I mean, yep. and you, you, you say you're long the stock. But you know, and then there's another level. Obviously, you know, fast money—they yeah. move stocks. You know, Jim Cramer yeah. moves stocks. He can't own stocks; he has them in his charitable trust. Well, the, I mean, the it's a very interesting conversation. Stocks.
0: They tell you unusual options activity. Somebody's buying so and so. They point everybody's eyeballs. You can literally see it move as they're saying it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's but that. Nick's the
2: opposite. He he doesn't want <laughs> the stocks to move. Right? He wants them to be crazy.
3: And I want then, nothing and, to happen. And then
2: sit still. He wants like, want everyone to get happen.
3: Collect the premium. <laughs> Let I everyone want, get I
2: excited. I want and nothing then say, to happen. Well, I'm not in that. No, that's fine. For you gold bugs out there, and full disclosure, been long uh, GDX and GLD for way too long now. I, you know, instead of trying to like pick a bottom and with this as a washout, I look at those three lows uh, that you had that were the low of the move, and I'm just going to split them. Old support uh new resistance here, so until gold gets back above seventeen sixty five and closes above there i i feel you know half double you know seventeen fifty seventeen hundred that's the way gold works, so keep an eye well, on seventeen sixty five on the up see if it can get if this is like the old undercut <laughs> rally, take out the lows and it's going to regain those lows and continue back to eighteen hundred so
0: but- this is where uh you bring in new tools to them. I'm looking at the. G- Let me switch to GC one second here. Sure. Where's my GC? Okay. So to speak about that, you. What did you say? Seventeen. What?
2: I'm just gonna spitball the three lows that it had with the low of the move. I'm saying seventeen sixty five because I okay. see a low at sixty seven, ninety, sixty one, twenty, sixty four, ten. You know, I'm so just this, go, boom, this Seventeen sixty five.
0: This year. The busiest uh the the volume the point of control from a volume profile perspective for gold is 1775-ish. Okay. And there's one candle from back in February that had that is a doji candle, and that's the exact center of it. So that whole area is yep. contentious. So here's the trade on gold. If somebody is a swing trader, they can buy this dip with a really tight stop. Like if you lose the bottom that we set on the 18th, you're probably going to go much, much lower. So you'd get out. But if you want to swing trade it up, not that I'm giving anybody advice, but <laughs> if I wanted to trade the gold, but uh, the gold trade here is buy the dip with a really tight stop because you, I could catch a swing back up to 1800, maybe even 1820, with the right given set of circumstances. If this actually is. If this support will hold currently, otherwise, it's a huge header and shoulders and it's going way, way lower like 1680, 1700 lower. Nick Shaheen
1: uh, runs Benzinga's options newsletter, which you can find the link to in the description of this video. It's also up on the screen right there, but you can just click on it in the description. Nick Shaheen. Always a pleasure. Uh, this time off camera.
0: Next time on
1: camera.
3: <laughs> We're gonna get I,
0: this
1: guy
3: on camera. I, I sh- yeah, I should. I
0: should have done never it. Seen even it ha- before. I eat. I even had a haircut yesterday with no oh. mask on. No mask. Whoa. Hey, wow.
1: you know what? They just got rid of the mask mandate uh, in our bill- in the in the Benzinga office building. For whatever reason, they've had that mask rule you you had to wear the mask and when you're like in the public that that was just for you that um
3: just for (laughs) me (laughs) just for spencer israel they didn't trust the beard
1: right right no but they they got rid of it now so mask free everywhere all the time it's a great feeling
3: um nick shaheen thanks a lot for the opportunity couple weeks all right all right i don't Um, even think our barber shops are open yet i don't even think they're allowed to be we're still in stage one (laughs) we got to go to four stages to get them open (laughs) really Oh yeah, Ontario's still locked, like partial lockdown. Oh geez. All right. Yeah, we may never get out of it. Well, we have hardly any cases now, too, but they're just over careful. Are, are, so. are
1: you at least allowed on your boat in the open water?
3: Yeah, you can go on the boat now. I uh. got pulled over. I was like, "Where are you going?" Yeah, you can only go to your dock. You can't go out fishing. Uh, I, I tell you one <laughs> now thing. I can fish. I tell you one thing with the, with the masks off now. I I've
1: had to remember. To like cover my mouth when I sneeze because for like a year I haven't had to do that because <laughs> you,
3: really you spray it all over everybody no you wear their mask oh because you have the mask, mask. Oh, I got you <laughs> the <laughs> mask, <laughs> you right? get the sneeziest snottiest mask oh god sneezing into your mask oh man how are we doing oh, too much information man. there I'm sorry I'm
1: sorry all, all right. right let's bring it all back here uh, bring let, us let, back please let's go back to the chat and let's uh, do some ticker time. Yeah, we'll do some ticket time to wrap up the show here. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember. There was some stuff earlier in the chat that that uh, I had seen and I wanted to go back to. Oh, gosh. No, I can't get there. Okay. I'm sorry if I missed your tickers from earlier. I think somebody asked us about uh, Mara. I think we can ask about Mara every day. Um, Mara, Mara,
3: Riot, Coin. Oh. oh, Coin,
1: Coin, Coin. Wait, let's go to Coin. Coin had its, its best day, I think, in yeah. a month and a half yesterday.
3: And Kathy... Um, yes, applied to get a Bitcoin ETF. Yes, she did. She's so like- this actually started lifting. Is Bitcoin up this morning here, Joel? It because is. of that, I was. Yes, assume. it is. And that probably didn't hurt. So not surprising you're seeing a lift in the Bitcoin stocks. What's Bitcoin doing? Let's bring up the Bitcoin chart because that's all that matters with Mara, Riot, and Coin. It's Bitcoin.
2: It's up one thousand three hundred and seventy-five dollars. These are the futures at uh, thirty-five thousand nine
3: hundred. So we've come up a bit from that little cut through. The the, the classic. Look at that. That that Gil Morales. Uh, I keep saying it wrong. I say the cut through, but he says it's yep. the undercut. Under, under, rally. Undercut. The undercut and rally is undercuts a way better word than cut through. Gil. We keep taking your stuff and we mentioned you multiple times. Your ears must be ringing a lot. But that undercut and rally trick, which we actually called out, um, that was the potential for that, is looking like it's holding. And you're starting to get, you got to get up to that upper top of the range. Can you break out of there? You're still within a trading range here in Bitcoin though. And you're right in the middle of it. So it's tough to trade things in the middle of it. But that doesn't hurt that, you know, Kathy's trying to get an ETF now. And that's giving it some love here this morning. And you're seeing Mara and coin rally with a little bit of the Bitcoin rally. Bitcoin, yeah, big day for it. Maybe a catch-up rally. You're seeing anything tech that hasn't gone is starting to go. So do we have any other charts out there potentially that haven't gone? Because we know we, were, we did this exercise a week and a half ago, and that's when I went Baba, and we went into um, Teladoc, which I still have. I've sold the Baba, but I still have the Teladoc, but buying those just because they hadn't gone yet. I mean, you're starting well, to look – it's like combing the ditches. What tech stock is still hanging out that hasn't really run yet? That's what we're looking for. There's now. a lot. So so if you're talking about BABA, you can look at JD or Baidu, neither of which have really come that far off their lows. Starting to come now, though. It would have been nice four days ago in the BABA because BAIDU's up 20 points in four days. What do you want? You want me to give you the, the stocks that yeah. are bottoming today? Yes. That's what we want. <laughs> give us <it> to us. <laughs> no. No. We don't Sony. have to swing at pitches in the dirt. We can swing at the pitches that are uh, obviously I'm, right I'm up the giving, middle. I'm giving you the pitches. that, that JD and Baidu have both uh,
1: come off their lows a little bit. A little bit.
3: Not a lot. Okay, so he thinks there's potential for higher there. Airbnb, somebody in the chat. There's one that hasn't yeah, gone. Okay. Is that a reopening trade or is that a stay-at-home trade? Unclear. <laughs> what is the que- that, I think the market's unclear on this, too, because you got the reopening trades getting hammered, but they're like, is Airbnb a reopening thing? But then it's an alternative to hotels. Maybe it does better in that environment there. So I think the market doesn't know what kind of stock that is. Um, I actually don't mind the Airbnb chart here. I had it already. I've actually sold it right in here. So I could re-get the shares right where I sold it on for a swing from 136 to 149 I could rebuy my shares. I don't know what to think about this, though. Like, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I have no position right now. I kind of like it. What do you think of Airbnb? I don't Joel? think it's. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on I the fence.
2: I don't think it's um, a stay at home trade, right? People well, be...
3: So people need But it's alternative to because... hotels, so in that way, it kind of is. Do you know? Wait, what I mean? If you went to not... a lockdown, people are like oh, well, Airbnbs.
1: It's both, right? Because you could use an Airbnb to like get away and um, yeah, um, cottage and yeah, like isolate, right? Um, yeah. people. Or you could use it to,
3: tra- to travel. I think that's what most it's people. It's an everything do. trade. I, I like it. I like Airbnb. <laughs> there you go. It's both. I should just. It's buy both. it. It's both.
1: There you answer your own we question. We should just buy it's, it. it. It's, should we buy
3: it today, Spencer? Um, Airbnb?
1: i I. It's it's at the top of my of my shopping list.
3: Uh, it's on my. It was It was in my portfolio for about three weeks. I took it out about a week ago. Because it just wasn't going higher. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: what about like here? Pen. Pen is a good one. Someone brought a pen.
3: I know. I'm all in pen. It hasn't been great. I don't even know what to say about pen. It's very much underperformed. This is obviously getting hit because this is a reopening trade, and Pen Gaming has so many casino operations. The casinos have been smacked around and beat up. I own some Las Vegas Sands. I own some Pen. They've both been terrible. Reopening trade has come off. Does Penn and Portnoy's cooled off too to a certain extent? Does Penn start to get some love here? Like I said, I'm still long it. I haven't, you know, I'm not in love with this trade though.
2: Not much going on. He maybe got to wait till football. Not
3: enough going on. And the reopening trade is hurting this. So, where we've seen, you know, the cruise lines, the airlines, it's a casino. So, you know, yes, it has some of the sports game gambling operations, which helps it, but it's still a casino and casinos are getting hit. So, until we start to see some love in the reopening trade, it's hard to really get bullish pen talking against my book. The only person who does that. Uh, someone just said
1: to mention, yeah, Nick just had to mention Twilio. That one's come so far though. So, that's not one that, that Dennis is, is 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 interested in I think right now because it's come up so much. Oh, Affirm is interesting. That's the that's the IPO, right? Affirm it's 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 sort of like Renta Center, but like better, right? It's like a fintechy rent center. That one is come off the low. What's 60... the symbol on there? AFRM. A- AFRM. Um definitely growth growthy y fintech for sure. Um off its low. That that that's not but that's that could be interesting. No. I mean, uh
2: I mean, if it could bust above 70, I mean, look at that, all those highs just above 70, just under 70. So potential breakout, I see 70-81. You're seven bucks off there, but uh that would be that would be the breakout on the downside, trying to get it on the cheap. Looks like uh, a bunch of lows at 60 and kind of in the middle. So uh breakout 70 68, great support. It's 60 just around 60 even. Uh, I'm going to let you guys uh, take it away from here. I take it down. I am i don't know. We must have missed like 30 stocks here um, in the chat, but I wrote them down. I'm going to go cover them on our premarketprep.com. So everyone have a good day.
1: All right. I'm going to spend the next uh, few minutes just going through the morning movers. And Dennis, do you have any final thoughts before I, uh,
3: before I do that final thought? Um, It's a tricky market. Um, Again, it's hard to be bearish stocks and the market's making new highs. But you have clear separation between tech and the reopening. The reopening trade is oversold. So if you're coming in here and saying, yeah, I'm shorting all the reopening stocks. And yeah, I'm buying all the tech now. I think you're doing it backwards. I think that was the trade a month ago. I feel like it's long in the twos. So I would just be careful of a switched rotation. Banks are going to be a driver here today, though, for the value trade. Let's see what happens with the banks. They obviously came out with good news. JP Morgan went red. It is now green. Mm. We do have the TLT, which is a driver for tech as well. Remember, TLT goes down. The Qs go down with that now. So keep an eye on that. TLT has been a driver, actually, into even in this value trade. I mean, if people look at the S&P futures first. One of the first things I look at is the TLT, too. Start to see the TLT get hit. That's good for the banks. And sometimes the value names start to actually rally up with that. I don't know why that is, but just the pattern again. recognizing patterns that are happening here. So just be careful if you're like hammering, I don't want to open, own any reopening stocks, like even the pen, um, you know, and I want to, you know, own all the tech. The trade is overextended and crowded. So you can see that you could, it's probably in the next couple of days, you're going to see a reversal of that trend again, because some of this commodity trade, some of this value trade is definitely getting oversold.
1: And, I, and on the plus side, some of the reopening tech trade, dare I say, maybe is smitten on the overbought side. Oh, I think so. Um, but then but, the other side of that is, well, a lot of these things are hovering around the midpoint of the low of the move to those all-time
3: highs back in January, February. So The ones in the midpoint so I never strike on. If started, like, like a no in the middle mid- of nowhere, there's yeah. better opportunities. But there's a lot of stocks near the low. I mean, I sold my U.S. steel up at 28 and 26. It's 23 now. It looks like it wants to break down again, so I'm not going long, but I don't know. Like I I like the American Airlines before. Um, I felt like you know, twenty-two was gonna hold, but then you know, we said yesterday on the show it's been down here too long. I think it's gonna take it out. If it got back up over twenty-two, then you got the nice, you know, then then you got the nice cut through. I keep saying cut through, undercut and rally. The, it's different it, setups. It's a very tricky day right now, though. I'm just cautious to chase attack and I'm cautious to chase the bearish bearishness on the reopening trade at this point in time. All right. Thanks for those thoughts, Dennis. Okay. Not Have good a morning. good day, everyone.
1: We've got a big interview on Power Hour, the CEO of Clean Spark, C L S K will be on the stream here at around twelve forty five today. Um on the Power Hour. And then at four o'clock we've got the co founder of Aurora Cannabis on the Cannabis Insider show. I'm sorry, four thirty. Four thirty. That's uh, Terry Booth, the co-founder of Aurora Cannabis. On at four thirty-five today. Uh, smash and like, hit subscribe. Money Mitch is up right now. This stream uh, hopefully will redirect to that. You shouldn't have to do anything, and uh, that'll be it for me. I will see you guys at. About- when everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster.